one of yeah, one of one of the top ten, man. One of the top ten. And welcome to Pod Hard with me, Jonas Högberg. And Anders Hultqvist. And Anders Hultqvist, yes. The action guru. Yes, the action guru. I'm the sort of uh, <laughs> in-between thingamajig that nobody nobody really has a grasp of uh, what he knows or can or does. Um, that's our relationship in this podcast. Least of them all, you yourself. Absolutely. Uh, but <laughs> I'm mega excited for today's uh, episode and for today's movie, Anders. Uh, we're watching our first Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers collab. And they made 10 of those. And we're watching all of them. Are we? Okay. Well, uh, we're watching Top Hat today. It's the fourth uh, of 10 collaborations for Astaire Rogers. Um, and uh, many say this is the best. I was just going to say it had the word top in it, so it's got to be good. Mm -hmm. And uh, we do like hats. Oh, yeah. Hats are the bee's knees, everybody. But, but you have a hat head. I have a hat you head. Can actually, you can actually wear them. Mm -hmm, I look ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So uh, And, uh, yeah. you know, Fred Astaire, he, he needed to wear them because he was, uh, he was bald early on and needed to use a toupee and hats to conceal his uh, uh, well-receding hairline. Top. <laughs> his top hat. Oh, yeah, that's the top hat. Fred Astaire's baldness. Um, the balding top. And apparently he was a bit, uh, you know, uh, embarrassed about it. So maybe we shouldn't uh, drag on with his uh, deficiencies. What do you, what do you call <laughs> it? Are we, well, we're making fun of people with, with receding hair. So we're like. making fun of people who are bald now. Pod Hard has really run its course uh, and uh, drifted off into a bog a uh, swamp of unpleasantness. Uh, but, uh, yeah. But anyway, everybody knows that Fred Astaire is the king of dance. And um, <laughs> so maybe that, that maybe that'll save us from uh, the critics. I think everyone has tuned out now. Okay. Uh, yeah. But, canceled. Uh, I, Jonas, I, you're I, I haven't seen this uh, movie. Uh, you have. Um, do you have any recollections of it? Oh, man. They were dancing. They were dancing. On the top hat. Yeah, apparently. No, as as uh, always, it doesn't matter if I have seen the movie or haven't. I can't remember shit. Well, apparently, this movie contains uh, five uh, routines, dance routines, uh, which is the most any of these uh, collab movies between Esther and Rogers have. So should have been twenty-five. We should get our money's worth here, Anders. It's gonna be some tap dancing brouhaha. And like that, we've seen Top Hat. And I gotta say, Anders, it was tops. Yeah, it's getting close to uh, top remarks, this Top Hat. 
Absolutely. We get uh, we get everything in this movie. We get a Marty Feldman like butler. We get a classic uh, comical storyline of um, mixed uh, mismatched identities. Um, and we get uh, Fred Astaire machine gunning down his entire ensemble of uh, butler-like dudes. Yeah, I mean, at first I, got, I was gonna say we're probably stretching the definition of action here uh, <laughs> a bit wafer thin, but uh, there there is a couple of uh, things going on. We concentrate totally on bodies and movement in cinematic space, I suppose. Yes, totally. I mean, yeah, the the legs, man, they're out of control. <laughs> Fred Astaire's legs um, and Ginger Rogers' legs for in that matter. In high heels. Um, in high heels. Uh, apparently she got uh, her feet all bloody in every scene, so she had to uh, change shoes uh, constantly. Um, yeah, so she had a rough time. And Fred Astaire was this, uh, he was a control freak and a perfectionist and he wanted to do take after take after take, so yeah. Uh, But the end result is uh, pretty much uh, mesmerizing. When these uh, cats get going on the dance floor, oh man. I mean, it's so smooth. It's in in how they make it look so easy. Yeah, oh man, and uh, I mean, uh, the beat, man. Which means (laughs) there is no real conflict, I I suppose, in in the choreography. It's so smooth. Or I guess except uh, between shoes and floor. There's some... (laughs) That's the conflict in the movie. If if action cinema does... uh, Does it have to have conflict? Action cinema? Do you mean... uh... Do you mean you mean the action itself or like uh, the plot or I don't know. You don't know I what mean. you're talking about. Get out of here, you bum. And after some dilly dallying. Yeah, let's get into it, man. Uh, both from me and uh, in the movie. <laughs> okay. Uh, Astaire takes to the floor. <laughs> yes, he does. He certainly does. Yeah, and he's pummeling it, disturbing a young lady below. Yeah, that's pretty much uh, the first thing happening. Uh, Fred Astaire uh, is playing this dancer dude who has come to London to perform uh, at like a Broadway-style show. And he's staying with his uh, friend at a hotel and uh, he, he can't help himself. He needs to tap dance. Uh, his legs, I mean, he can't uh, control them almost. He, he needs to tap dance. And so he's tap dancing like hell. It's in the middle of the night. And uh, Ginger Rogers is sleeping in the room next... Uh, no, not next door, the, the room below. And so she's disturbed and she uh, uh, berates him for doing this. And he becomes instantly smitten with her. And uh, yeah, and pretty much uh, the rest of the movie is simply him pursuing her... And she, under the false um, uh, impression that uh, he is uh, his uh, buddy, who is married. And so she feels like, oh, I can't uh, really be be in a relationship with this dude. He's married. But he's not. So, yeah. And I mean, (laughs) as per usual, I mean, American uh, gender and uh, sexual relations are like sci-fi to me. I mean, (laughs) this guy is creeping me out. Basically, he stalks her 
kidnaps her in a horse cab <laughs> where we presume he has knocked out the original cab driver or something uh, and puts her in harm's way because he says he can't control the thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he calls it Sanct Vitus Dance, an affliction. And, and this is how he pursues her. So... Uh, yeah, so basically sci-fi for me, but, uh, but it's always, uh, I mean, uh, jaw-droppingly uh, odd. But I really like that he he doesn't really seem to be able to, whenever there's some sort of a beat, like uh, when he's um, being the driver from the for this uh, horse carriage and the horse's hooves uh, is drumming up a beat, he, he must join in. He starts tap dancing as he's driving the, the, the horse. And uh, instantly Ginger Rogers uh, gets it. Oh, it's the dude from above uh, who was disturbing my sleep. We forgot to, to mention that uh, when she goes back to her room, he uh, is uh, putting sand on the floor and uh, taps silently. Uh, like a whispering train-like sound to uh, tap her to sleep. Uh, but he tap dances himself to sleep. But I love that the dynamic from, from the hard-hitting, uh, floor-shaking to this uh, whispering uh, movement. And, and he does that again and again, uh, use those uh, dynamics. And all, all the... Uh, uh, set pieces start out with some singing, establishing the theme, I guess, and then it goes into the dancing, like more, more like a, a solo uh, structure. So, uh, I think it works nicely. Very nicely. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's fantastic. Uh, although, I mean, the movie gets uh, unfortunately a bit more boring towards the end. It's get a, it gets a bit bogged down. Yeah, it gets a bit bogged down. And the dance scenes are not as um, inventive and uh, and cool in the end. They're more like Busby Berkeley-like uh, big ensembles doing uh, wacky stuff. Uh, but, uh, but here in the beginning, when it's just uh, Fred Astaire and Rogers doing their routines, they're also in a park and uh, dancing as the rain is uh, drumming down and thunder is uh, lighting up uh, the scene. Uh, th- that's very nice as well. Yeah, and, and the sound is more important. I mean, you want to hear the clacking, clattering of, of their feet and the rhythms that they, this uh, syncopation thing is going on. Because when they go uh, bigger in the end, the, the score is more orchestral and it disappears a bit. And also, this is one of those uh, instances where more is more isn't interesting because you want to see these two people interact uh, in choreography is not uh, a dozen so keep it uh, intimate yeah and i really like that they they very they convey different routines uh, very very uniquely and very um very nicely i mean uh, the the routine in the park in this um uh in this big dome thing they're they're uh, taking shelter from the rain in, rain in uh, they're almost doing these 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 uh, big gestures with their legs, and it uh, to me it appears like they're doing like a figure skating routine on ice. Um, it's it's fantastic. Uh, all these small nuances to the tap dancing. 
Yeah, there's great variation because I, I sometimes uh, think that tap dancing is very limited, but the, the the numbers here never feel repetitive. So, totally agree. Totally agree. But for the action connoisseur, I mean, of course, there is uh, interest <laughs> in in uh, the the perfectionism here that they rehearse and uh, do the numbers again and again to uh, shave off that uh, imp precise uh, thingamajig action movies often don't have that much time for to i guess rehearse and uh, record choreographies so this is uh, reminds me a bit of jackie chan i mean how, how he can elaborate set pieces and uh, make them make them feel that easy like it's just flowing naturally that it doesn't feel choreographed oftentimes or i mean it's obviously choreographed but i think you know what i mean absolutely <laughs> there's an and ease I'm, to it and i mean when you're bringing up uh, jackie chan i mean uh, fred astaire uh, he had sort of the same approach to his routines as jackie chan has uh, in that uh, he wants to show everything uh, he he doesn't really like uh, close-ups of faces or, or feet uh, when doing his dance routines. He wants to show everything in a full frame, like uh, the whole body, and constantly, and not cutting away uh, too often. He wants to do long takes of uh, his dance routines, so you get into the flow of everything. Uh, sort of like uh, when Jackie Chan does his fantastic choreography action moves. And I think of uh, Lau Kar Lung as well, who choreographed uh, a bunch, uh, I mean, uh, hundreds of Shaw Brothers movies. <laughs> 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 also, uh, this uh, non-intrusive camera, but there is still, uh, it's, it's pretty classic camera work that, that captures uh, and frames the movement as well, but it's never intrusive. No, no, no. The camera follows suit. Uh, it's uh, constantly on the move as uh, they are constantly on the move but uh, you doesn't uh, you don't feel it you it, it just flows naturally everything yeah it's a good flow <laughs> mm, certainly um, and I mean yes Fred Astaire uh, he's not credited with the, the choreography but he he did all the chore- choreography uh, at least for Top Hat and uh, Ginger Rogers was often responsible for finding the finishing touch to the routines, the the sort of uh, the bow on the on the top of everything, and uh, she was actually called the Button Finder, uh, which is a show bo- uh, show uh, showbiz term for uh, sealing the deal, the tying the ribbon thing. Um, so she had a lot of input as well. Um, yeah, and uh, and would you know, Anders, this is Mel Brooks' favorite movie. <laughs> <laughs> and we were joking about uh, the, the butler character here, uh, played by Eric Bloor, who plays Bates. Uh, it reminded me a bit of uh, Marty Feldman. With yeah. his bug eyes. Yeah, it's fantastic I mean, eyes. I mean, the butler is one of the stars of the show for me. <laughs> it's a precursor to the Feldman all-out bug eye. Yeah, fantastic. And it's a fine tradition. We have talked about bug-eyed uh, people <laughs> for a long, long, long time now. Yeah, uh, all hail the bug-eyed. Yeah, uh, the butler but is But all great. characters here are pretty uh, wonderful. Mm. Uh, I... I uh, 
I mean, I, I, I love watching these uh, posh, well-spoken people <laughs> flopping about and behaving in quite odd manners at times. Yeah, and I mean, this uh, the, the um, Fred Astaire's uh, buddy, Howard, I think is called in the movie, uh, which he's bunking with uh, in the hotel. Horace. Room. Horace, okay, Horace is the name. Uh, he is uh, he's great at uh, <laughs> everything he does. He every line he has, he always managed to be surprised at the end of it. Yeah, taken aback. He's taken aback in every single line of dialogue he has, and I mean that's that's just amazing how you. He constantly managed to surprise us with his uh, surprisement. <laughs> I mean, it's fantastic because uh, back in our Swedish days, we used to uh, pick up on uh, taking a back scenes, and and this is a, a true master of the taking a back craft. <gasps> this guy shoots it out of the park, man! It's fantastic. Uh, every single time he managed to, uh, yeah, top himself. Yeah, and and his wife is a great character as well, uh, Madge. Uh, she she's uh, so very uh, she doesn't care at all about his uh, missteps with women. Uh, her husband, uh, Horace. No, played by Helen Broderick. Yeah, she's uh, she's great as this uh, dry, uh, bit deadpan. Uh, uh, delivery. Yeah, she has some great uh, conversations with Ginger Rogers. Uh, when Ginger Rogers thinks that uh, Fred Astaire is Horace, uh, and it's uh, all a bit confusing, uh, and uh, the butler guy is swimming <laughs> to eavesdrop on their conversation, and everything feels just uh, zany, uh, to say the least. Uh, but yeah, everybody is selling it. They're, they're really, they're really great. Uh, all of the um, character actors, the the bit parts, they're great. I guess we arrive at the the third big set piece that might be of most interest for the action connoisseur, because uh, here we get the use of props in a spectacular fashion. He, he incorporates a cane into the choreography. Fred Astaire. Uh, yeah, Fred Astaire. Uh, yeah, he's doing his dance routine in his showbiz uh, number uh, that's being shown. Spins and uh, taps with the cane as well, uh, punctuating his uh, feet with, uh, yeah, bonking. <laughs> Slapping the cane in the floor as well, using it as a instrument and a prop and uh, he's going around... Uh, so many great moves here and he's yeah as you said he's spinning around the cane he's using the cane to spin around his own legs and uh, the cane is everywhere and as a finishing touch he uses the cane as a rifle and uh, pops off his uh, background singers uh, background uh, dancers uh, and uh, he uses it as a machine gun as well ratatatatat yeah, and doing the sound with his feet. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's just fantastic. It's a great. That's a great number. idea. Oh, man. Yeah, absolutely. We we were like uh, social distancing, high fiving each other. <laughs> the 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 action had arrived in a very stylized uh, manner, mind you. Yeah, fantastic number. And another thing that has arrived, Anders, <laughs> is the whiplash sound when someone is being hit in the face. <laughs> 
Yeah, we complain about it in Scarface. Yeah, the, those uh, thuds, uh, you know, when people were, were hitting each other in the face, they were awful. But now, finally, uh, the has arrived. The smack sound. Yeah, Ginger bitch slaps Fred at uh, two occasions, and the slap is... Uh, oh, sensational, kaboom. man. Kaboom. It's finally here. Thundering. Mm. Action cinema. Oh, it owes everything to Top Hat, man. Yeah, so things has uh, been happening in the in the sound department in these few years. They, they sure uh, pick up the tap dancing uh, sounds very nicely in this, in this movie. Especially when, when he's doing that silent tapping on the sand. Mm, it, was, yeah. it was absolutely magical. Very subtle, that. very subtle, very, very, very nicely. Mm. And in, in this, uh, the third big set piece as well, he, he does this where the lights go out and it's darker and he's doing this uh, more mellow piece as well. These are, are the best parts, I think. So interesting. Yeah, and then they go to Venice and uh, all of this uh, weird uh, plotting uh, takes uh, a bit too much uh, place here. Uh, it gets a bit... Uh, bogged down as we said earlier uh, I mean some of it is pretty funny uh, this um, mixed uh, identities uh, thing but uh, it gets very weird in a scene when uh, Ginger Rogers tries to fool Fred Astaire that uh, she was another mistress or something it's it's so weirdly written that we didn't we didn't understand anything that they they were saying to each other. I mean, it, you don't understand if if it's supposed to be fun, and also it it's allowed to drag on. I think that's the big problem because it doesn't really work, but gets uh, too much airtime. So there there are stuff that flow flies well and there are things that just sink it's funny because earlier there is a scene i don't remember what it was now but it starts as a clunker the joke doesn't work but but they continue in that one they continue to drag it on and uh, manages to turn it around and make it uh, great (laughs) yeah it's a scene between uh, horace and the butler yeah, so there's always the chance of modulating the thing around to to something that is uh, uh, that you couldn't have uh, arrived at uh, at an instant. I mean, you have to wing it sometimes, but uh, there are a couple of scenes at the end that uh, don't get anywhere. They should be on the editing floor room. Yeah, but the scene you're talking about with the Horace and the butler, uh, I think they're talking about uh, rubbing Ginger Rogers with butter. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, exactly. it, it sounds uh, ghastly in the beginning of the scene, but uh, then they manage to turn it around and it gets pretty funny, actually. Um, so uh, yeah, some of the, 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 the dialogue uh, script is, uh, for the most part, it's great, but it managed to bog down in some occas- occasions. Uh, in that er- in that first scene where he's uh, tapping on uh, her uh, roof, on her floor, uh, no, his floor, her roof, yeah, yeah. man. Uh, I, I liked when he uh, pretend tips over a vase as well and, and use it in the dance. So there are small hints of this uh, incorporation of, uh, of props and objects. So uh, really nice. 
we can see trace that back to both Fairbanks and uh, trace it ahead as as we did uh, earlier. Yeah, and the com the comedy isn't always uh, big and brazen and uh, crazy like that. Uh, there's a fantastic. I mean, the the opening scene of the movie. Uh, which takes place in this uh, silent, uh, uh, like, uh, for uh, very posh people reading newspapers in a in a hall room or something like that. Yeah, I had almost forgotten about it. <laughs> I mean, Fred Astaire uh, is sitting in there li- reading newspaper, and I love these old newspapers, man, where they seem like a tent when they're being unraveled and everything. It sort of engulfs the person reading them. <laughs> Fantastic. Like that old uh, Ki- Buster Keaton uh, yeah, skit where, yeah, where it yeah. does that. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And I love the old geezer sitting around reading. Yeah, they're great. And and there comes in a butler with two glasses of wine. And as the butler is uh, positioning down the glasses on a table... He accidentally clinks them together just, just so subtly. And the small, small clink sound makes the two geezers sitting at the table. Uh, they're taken aback. They're all gassed. What's yeah, happening? one of the best taken abacks I've ever seen. One of... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of... <laughs> one of the top ten, man. One of the top ten. Uh, so yeah, there, there's a lot of these uh, small nuances in the comedy as well. Uh, so uh, yeah, and and it uh, flows pretty good uh, for at least the first half of the movie. Uh, you're constantly on the move and every, and things are happening. And I mean, yeah, it's a bit weird when uh, Fred Astaire is sort of mansplaining nature phenomenon. Uh, as a way of assaulting women or something when he's uh, wooing Ginger Rogers in the park and there's a thunderstorm and he explains that, uh, oh, there's small fluffy clouds and they're sort of nudging other clouds and uh, those clouds don't want anything to do with the other clouds but then the clouds go after, And, uh, yeah. and the small it's, clouds start to cry, and, and it's really, yeah, that's it's creepy, really, man. Creepy. It's creepy as hell. But uh, that's the odd uh, thing is I talked about earlier. I mean, these romances uh, are aren't going the right way as as uh, as of now. Uh, I kind of I kind of miss uh, Harold Lloyd, although even I mean, we nagged about those were a bit odd, but it's getting uh, odder. absolutely absolutely so and and i mean there's a lot of uh great uh, lines as well uh when horace is opening his door in the hotel and the management is there because uh, ginger rogers was seen uh, hitting fred astaire in the lobby because that's when she uh, that's when um, the uh, mix-up is first uh, revealed to her uh, that that she doesn't uh, understand as a mix-up, but we at uh, the audience know uh, that she uh, thinks Fred Astaire is Horace. So when Horace opens the door and sees the management, he closes the door and turns to Fred Astaire and says, Oh, some more of these plural personalities. But I love those geezers. There are so many great geezers, because when he opens the door, they say, We're the management. <laughs> <laughs> 
oh, some more of these plural personalities. But as as I were, were saying, the last dance, it starts out uh, on the bit uh, Morris more... Uh, on the wrong side of Morris Moore. But when Fred and Ginger do enter the frame feet first in one of these close-ups of feet, uh, we're kind of back in trust orders. You and me sure love uh, a camera focusing on feet doing things. And here we have another great example. <laughs> Are we going Tarantino again here? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, well, I totally agree. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I can I can watch these uh, cats uh, dance for hours, man. Odd thing, I'm not that into feet uh, actually, but there there is something very cinematic about uh, following feet in close up. So maybe something something for someone to do something on that something. <laughs> I have to say the the set for the Venice uh, act is pretty spectacular. Um, they actually built a giant set uh, with water uh, where they have gondoliers um, and sun chairs and hotels and bridges. And, uh, it's insane. It's pretty much the the best thing I've seen from uh, old Hollywood. <laughs> you said. Uh... We're not in Venice, but... <laughs> <laughs> but this is great. <laughs> this is better than Venice, all right. <laughs> but, uh, and, and as well, this, uh, it, this heightened stylization, it works so well in, in musicals. But I, I would love to see it in, uh, in other types of cinemas as well. This uh, not quite reality reality. I think you could do very funny things with that. The ending is uh, it's it's uh, weird as hell. Uh, how did it end? How did it end? Uh, the, the ending. How did it end? The, how did it end? The ending <laughs> of the movie. Uh, Ginger Rogers is is finally so spooked by Fred Astaire. I mean, she has totally fallen in love with him, but since she thinks he's married. Uh, she she freaks she freaks out and marries an Italian guy. Yeah, her costume designer. Oh, she's a model or uh, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bedini. And I mean, this guy is so sleazy and uh, weird. And we were like questioning Ginger Rogers here. I mean, uh, do do Fred Astaire really want this girl if she just turns around and marries this total creep? Oh, you're gonna you're gonna Bedini shame her. Uh, yeah, I don't want to do that. No, that's true. But it's a weird choice, man. Bedini is such a, a such a tease. He he proposes to kill Fred Astaire with his sword. It's his family tradition to to kill men with swords. So <laughs> so my mouth started watering. Uh, maybe teasing some swashbuckling almost because he has three swords in a in a violin case or a sword case. I suppose. <laughs> yeah, the case was great, man. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> and he talks about it all the time. And, and uh, towards the end, he, he gets the sword out and everything. And I was like, maybe we get some uh, step dancing versus uh, sword or something. Would have been uh, amazing. But we don't. And I mean, there there's another... There's another level of uh, mix-up here. Yeah, so Bedini thinks it's actually Horace who has been uh, two-timing, just as uh, Ginger Rogers thinks. So Bedini is actually going after Horace 
<laughs> which uh, gives us uh, a couple of great uh, taken aback moments as well. <laughs> yeah, if there's a taken aback podcast out there, this is uh, this is gold. This is the mine. gold standard. I mean, this is a gold mine for taken aback moments. Uh, this movie. But he's so great. He starts. He starts. Uh, he he hears uh, a conversation. Uh, he Fred Astaire says something uh, snappy, something a bit uh, you know brazen to him, and uh, he thinks he's hearing something totally different. He's like, "Oh, you 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 yes, you're with me. You we're we're talking very very nicely in this conversation," and then. Uh, a couple of sentences into his uh, answer, he hears what Fred Astaire uh, has said, and that's when he's taken aback. I mean, it's it's fantastic. You gotta see this, man. You gotta see this. Just for the taken aback moments. <laughs> he's the Fred Astaire of taken back. Oh, yeah. Definitely. It, it, it's his version of, of step dancing. I mean, uh, it, there's a musicality to it almost. He, he can... Uh, he shifts a bit. Uh, he finds the rhythm. I'm gonna put the taken aback here. I'm gonna modulate it a bit, and then I'm gonna do uh, another taken aback, uh, bouncing off the the last one. <laughs> yeah, uh, Edward Everett Horton, the actor is called, uh, and yeah, so total props to this guy. Uh, he's the master of taken aback, totally. I, I really like that we landed in this conversation about getting taken aback instead of uh, focusing on dance numbers in Top Hat, man. Yeah, it's a bit uh, odd. But I mean, Top Hat uh, has some of, some of cinema history's greatest taken aback moments. And some greatest uh, tap dancing sequences as well. As an aside. And the movie ends. And the movie ends. I mean, Ginger Rogers gets married to this uh, weird Italian guy. And there's a, a bit of brouhaha back and forth. And suddenly it's all revealed in a scene where everybody is gathered in their uh, in the bridal suite that the butler, who has been uh, like a shadow to Ginger Rogers for this entire Venice stay, uh, because, yeah, why not? Uh, <laughs> uh, he reveals that it was him that uh, married them. He simply turned his tie around. Uh, so, yeah, he looked like a priest. Very a very convenient ending. So they weren't married at all. Oh, that's fine. Now Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers can get married. And uh, yeah, that's the sort of uh, script writing that uh, we in Podhard love. And so uh, yeah, I, I was actually um, I love this movie, man. I, I thought it was great, uh, even though it uh, had some. Uh, weaker moments uh, I definitely feel I'm gonna check out more <clears throat> Astaire Rogers collabs I mean the musicals has friggin delivered so far absolutely Footlight Parade was great Top Hat great I mean we should just keep on coming man yeah maybe we should be tap hard no I mean, tap I mean hard. Po- coming to you po- in a podcast reader pod hat pod hat <laughs> <laughs> we're switching to musicals I get rid of the action. I gotta see some feet do some stuffing. But uh, we will be getting back to more action-oriented stuff uh, next week, Anders. Or so I would have you believe. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
so uh, yeah, and everybody, you gotta <laughs> so yeah, so uh, you gotta stay tuned next week because uh, we'll be having an amazing showcaser stopper or what you call it, a set piece, a set piece driven fantastic pod. No, it's it's gonna be great. Yeah, it's our great um, Errol Flynn, Michael Curtis special. We'll be talking about three movies, man, with our first guest. Oh, who could it be? Who could it be? Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> yeah, teasing. Uh, and it's so funny because we were saying we arrived at our greatest episode and we're handing it over to someone else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Whew, that's great. We don't have to lift a finger in the next episode. Yeah, fuck it. We're out, we're out of here. Yeah, we're out of here. Good riddance. Top hat is tops.